It's a phrase from popular movies. It's also a question that comes up in our daily life. The question is, is that even legal? We talk about the things that drive you crazy, the things you won't believe, and the things you need to know and understand. I'm attorney Bob Sewell, and this is the podcast, Is That Even Legal? Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of Is That Even Legal? I'm Sarah Clifford. I'm guest hosting. Um, this is the annual episode where I get to vie for Bob's job. So this is my third time guest hosting. And I haven't done it yet, but Paul keeps inviting me back. So I think I'm on to something. <laughs> yes. And you know what they say about third times. It's the third charm. time is the charm. Mm-hmm. And also, I heard you got a movie deal, maybe, or are maybe going to be in a I'm movie? Trying, I'm trying to get a movie deal. I've been having as many Hollywood types on as I can. So you're moving up and on. <laughs> and then I will be here to fill the void yeah. when, you are, um, when you're gone. I'm already working on sending Paul my fruit basket. Um, <laughs> after this, it's, it's already set to be delivered. Okay. So I'm flipping the tables on you today, yeah. and I am going to interview you. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you're probably familiar with Bob's practice area, that it is probate and trust litigation. Yeah, the nasty stuff. The nasty stuff, the crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a little soapy, right? A little bit like a soap opera it's- sometimes. Is so soapy. It's there's so much drama involved, and who did what and said what at what time, and it's amazing. It, so it never ceases to blow my mind. You know, would you say it's almost like a whodunit? It's very much like a whodunit, and in fact, people get accused of murder. People, I mean, I hear these things all the time. Um, mafia hits, things like this. I, I kid you not. It, you got the drugs, the sex, and the rock and roll. If you don't have drugs, sex, and rock and roll in your case, it's probably not going to be on my desk. But yeah, you're right. Okay. So let's talk about, um, you know, I thought it would be really fun to do a little bit of fact or fiction with Knives Out. The first one, Glass Onion came out and loved, loved the Knives Out franchise and where they're going with that. But it kind of made me think back to the first one and all of the wild uh, estate planning and probate issues that come up in that movie. So, yeah, I, I love that movie, but it, I, I would, I'll be honest with you. It feels like it's fiction when you're not watching this from a, when you're watching it from a layperson's perspective, but so much of that happens. It's, it's it, I kid you not. It's, it's it, that's why it's funny. That's why that is totally why it's funny. Okay. So, for our listeners, if it's been a second since you have watched The First Knives Out, the basic premise is that an old guy dies and he leaves all of his money. The family gets together and they're expecting this giant inheritance and they find out that he's left everything to his nurse. And then shenanigans ensue and uh, Daniel Craig comes to try to figure out uh, who done it. And it's a little bit of a murder mystery, a little bit of a, um, you know, it's got the clue like it has that 1950s capers clue feel to it so bob i want you to close your eyes okay actually close them you are walking in to a big old mansion there's wood paneling everywhere wood paneling on the walls wood paneling on the ceilings the Mm -hmm. 70s would be proud Mm -hmm. of this wood paneling 
and we have tufted uh, couches that are leather everywhere and some like really like deep rich rugs. You are the attorney in this case, mm -hmm. okay? And the first thing you say is, we are getting together to read the will. Fact or fiction? Um, you know, everyone wants to know when the reading of the will will happen. And I usually just email it to them and say, knock yourself out, right? Uh, that I no one does a, a reading of the will anymore. First of all, sometimes the wills, if I read it to you, the will or the trust, it would literally take hours for me to read it out loud to you. No one's going to sit through that. Uh, so fiction, although I really wish it was fact because I people want it to happen. When are you going to read the will to me? Oh, my gosh. I hear it all the time. Where's your sense of drama, Bob? I knew I need to. Where? So I mean, if, if I lit the candle, if someone would pay me to do it, I'd bring candles. I'd light candles. <laughs> um, you know, we'd have we'd dim the lights, and I not too dim because I kind of read the will. But <laughs> you have you have your old man eyes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Bob has the lights that are like kind of dim, but he's really got his reading light and his like little grandpa glasses that are perched <laughs> on his nose. And um, yeah, so and and it's got to be in type like sixteen font. But continue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's fiction, but I wish it was still true. Okay. Um, so to be clear, if someone wanted you to read the will, I'd read would it. Would you? I, I mean, you I would, would if it was if it was that important to them. But most of the time, you know, we live all over the country. We don't get together. And so, no, it doesn't ever happen. Um, but if someone really wanted to, we could do it. But, you know, would you pay hundreds of dollars an hour to listen to something that you could just skim on your own? Or nah. something that would probably put you to sleep. It's going to put you to sleep. It's yeah. probably, yeah. Okay, so next thing is the attorney. So we're back in the scenario. Close your eyes again. Mm -hmm. So you're saying we're going to read the will. Mm -hmm. This old man has a house and $60 million in assets. He changed his will one week before death, submitted it in an envelope, and asked that it not be submitted to probate until this exact moment. So let's parse through that. He changed it one week before death. Do you have, is that, is that red flags for you? What are you thinking about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally red flags. Um, it, there's case law on it. Late changes of a will. That final, in the final throes of your life and you decide to change your will days or weeks or, you know, not weeks maybe, but a week or two. Uh, you know, a day or two, a couple hours before your death. Yeah. That will is immediately under suspicion and should be given heavy, heavy scrutiny. In this case law on that, right? Directly on point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next thing, he changed it. He sealed it in an envelope. So he's concealing the changes from his family, sealing it away. Still an issue? Are we still on the issue bus here? Issue bus. I mean, Are yes. Are red flags? Do red I need flags. to start hiring Daniel Craig to you, investigate yeah, you're, this whodunit? Oh, absolutely. You should be highly suspicious of that. Now, some people, some families are just really, really... Um, secretive, right? And there's a lot of manipulation that happens between the parents and children and between the siblings. And it, But generally speaking, secret wills, they're not looked highly upon. And what I usually say is, you know, when I hear a, a parent say, I'm going to just 
not tell my kid and I'm going to take that kid out of the will. I say, no, don't do that. You know, you know, man or woman up. It's don't make it a secret. Make it known. So that way everyone knows what you're doing and why. And then you don't have one person or two people or a group of them saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Uncle Frank, dad gave it all to the Salvation Army. Really, he wouldn't have done that to me. I was his favorite kid. I mean, and we kind of see some of that in that first scene of the movie. So if you remember, uh, the family all gets together and they're all joking with one of the grandsons, like, did he really cut you out of the will? And the grandson's like, yeah, I think I was cut out of the will. And the parents are like, grandpa had the power to do what we never could and um everybody's like you'll survive and like giving him these like tips like you'll be okay and then it turns out that everybody was cut out of the will so you're saying if you're going to cut someone out it's a little bit better to tell them in advance and to not necessarily seal it away and keep it a secret yeah i don't think you keep it a secret i mean um you know there might be times when it's just you're going to do it but this go you're going to keep it a secret. You're not going to tell the people you cut out. But that's because the relationship typically is super broken. In which case, don't keep it a secret from the people that you have no broken relationship with. And, and definitely don't keep that a secret from your attorney and ask your attorney to take notes. Say, hey, um, I'm cutting out my, my uh, you know, favorite daughter or my least favorite daughter or whatever it is, or my, my ne'er-do-well son, and then tell your attorney why and say, take note on that um, because I think my son will contest or he could contest. Yeah. Um, so what about, what about asking that it not be submitted to probate? Fact or until he's passed away. They say, do not submit this to probate until after I pass away. Fact or fiction? That's totally fact, right? I mean, but... I will say, you never submit a will to probate until after they're dead. I mean, it's an announcement that they've died. Um, so, yeah, the writers needed to work on that one, That their legal knowledge on, you know, they should have consulted Bob Sewell. They should have consulted Bob Sewell. And <sighs> that may be in the next Knives Out. They will consult Maybe me. Maybe in the next Knives Out, they'll come and consult you. They, and we, that can be your movie cameo. They should, they and should. then I can slide into your spot as podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Some quality scheming is happening right now. Um, if you are affiliated with Knives Out in any way, shape, or form, Bob Sewell has a wealth of probate knowledge and um, is open for consultations and is open to read your wills. Oh, I want to get – I want to tell you a secret one. Okay. Okay. You know, where we were talking about secrets. So this old lady needs help and she's got this piece of crap son. And the son, such a piece of crap, she needed medical assistance. And the son drives her to the emergency room and drops her off and says, good luck, mom. But somehow this was her youngest son. She wanted him to inherit everything. So income all in all the other kids. The other kids are like, hey, you're not getting treated well, mom. Well, yeah, I'm not. If you take me, if you take good son or bad son in this case out of the will and put us in, we'll take care of you. I mean, it's, it's ruthless, but nonetheless, that's what they did. And the mom says, absolutely. And she goes to her attorney and she creates a new will. And then she writes a letter Dear bad son, 
you have disappointed me and I'm writing you out of this will, you piece of crap. I mean, she says it over like two or three pages, but nonetheless, that's essentially what she says. And she sends it off and throws him out of her house. And, you know, he was in his 50s, right? He'll be, he'll be okay. Throws him out of the house and brings in the good kids. And now the good kids think that they are getting everything. Turns out mom was lying to everybody. What? Mom, mom pulled lied. a double caper, and for, like whammy? Yeah, absolutely. Mom. And so the so she gets interviewed. I won't bore you why, but it all came out before she even died. And she gets deposed before she even dies. I won't bore you with the details on why. Anyways, yep, bad son was still still in the will. So was Bad Son still getting everything, or she just didn't want to disinherit Bad Son? She just didn't disinherit him. She just put him on close to equal level with the other kids. That's what okay. she did. Fascinating. I've also had um, a few situations. Okay, not a few. One situation where a secret will was discovered um, after the fact and revealed that the guy who died, and in this case, he was actually pretty wealthy, um, and they were litigating over uh, his estate. And we found this will from like the 1980s where the attorney said, today you met with me and you told me that you have a secret son and that nobody knows about this child. <laughs> and so we yeah. are going to um, prepare a secret amendment to your estate plan disinheriting this child just in case this child ever comes forth. And I was like, this is like a, a fact pattern, almost like a fact pattern from like law school or like the bar exam where uh -huh. it's like, okay, well, what do you, what do you do with this like secret uh, child that's being disinherited? So it's nuts. It this, is. This stuff happens all the time and it's totally nuts, but yeah, go ahead. It is totally, totally nuts. Okay. So the family finds out they're disinherited. They're mad. They harass the nurse. And then they chase her down in the car and she dramatically escapes with the grandson who's disinherited. And they're later Googling on their phone ways to um, overturn the will. So they talk about him lacking capacity because he was on medication. So fact or fiction, you can overturn estate planning um, because someone was on medication when they... No. Just because of the medication, no. However, if the medication had the effect of, you know, making you unable to make a will, then yeah. But because I have some pain doesn't necessarily mean I couldn't make a will. If you think about like to make a will, you have to know who your family is, your loved ones are. You have to understand the act of making a will. And then you have to know what you own. Right. That's pretty low standard. Well, mm -hmm. I own a house. I have five hundred dollars in the bank, you know, and I got a Corvette in the garage. OK, it, that's what I own. Now, my my kids are Frank, Bob, Bill, Julie, and I want to leave everything to my girlfriend, Jennifer. Right. It, I I know who my loved ones are. It's a really low standard. So just because he's on medication doesn't necessarily mean he's taken out, but it certainly looks bad. Okay. What about, they say, nurses undue influencing, uh, undue influenced him to, unduly influenced him to change the will. Yes. Fact or fiction? Is that a red flag? It's a red flag. Absolutely a red flag. So much so, it's such a common story, Okay. That California has a law on the books that says if you're the caregiver and you inherit, you have to prove that that will 
is um, is not the product of undue influence. In other words, it's on it's the burdens on the caregiver to show that the will was good. That's amazing, right? It happens so often that they put a law on the books. What's going on in California? I don't know. But apparently a lot of caregivers are taking advantage of little old men. Yeah. And I just saw like a this fact pattern come in, not necessarily the case come into the firm, but someone who was looking to hire an attorney and to make changes to their estate planning to leave everything to the caregiver. And I was like, oh, interesting. That sent up that little red flag. In my mind, that that's something that we need to be extra careful about when we meet with that person um, to understand the nature of the changes and why they want to make these changes in the nature of the relationship. Because again, that is something that, um, you know, when an elderly person says, I'm going to disinherit all my family and leave everything to my caregiver, that's kind of red flags from an estate planning perspective. Absolutely. Okay. Last one that they land on is Slayer Statute. So they're like, we're going to make it so nurse can't get anything because she slayed uh she slayed the the old man is that a thing it's an actual thing yes and people do this i don't know why they think okay i'm gonna kill my mom then i'm gonna get the inheritance now ain't gonna work if you kill and you expect to inherit forget about it so bob you're telling me that my plan to slay you (laughs) to take over the podcast is not gonna work not gonna work you're not going to be able to inherit my podcast. So it's, yeah, it, but it, you know, it, it happens. And, and a lot of times people, you know, people think it happens more than it does, but they also, you know, people think, oh, Sarah, she killed my dad. He would have lived forever. They're in denial, you know. What but, if I was sick and I walk in and get you sick and then you die no. from that? Not enough? Not enough. It, it, it has to be an intentional killing. It has to be, you know, a murder, right? An intentional killing okay. um, to fit. So, what if if I slay? This is a this is a this practical question. Okay. If I slay you, can I have the plants in your office? Yeah. <laughs> Some. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just just grab them and run out. I will grab them and take them down to mine. Something that you guys might not know about Bob is Bob is actually an avid gardener and he has the most zen-like office (laughs) in the entire firm. You walk in and it's like going into a spa. Like he's got (laughs) these like plants around and he's diffusing eucalyptus oil and there's like spa music playing in the background. And I almost expect to like, you know, kick off my shoes. And anyways, yeah, I'm like, I'm like the silly little sister that comes in and gives everybody all of your secrets. Um, so yeah, you, I can't have the plants. What about the diffuser? The diffuser. You, you. I can take anything. Just that take I can, anything. I can if you're going to, if it's that important to you, I'm going to let you have that stuff. Okay. I'll take it. I'll snatch it and grab. Well, we are out of time. Um, so thank you for joining me, Bob. And I hope to come back and guest host again on your podcast sometime soon. Absolutely. Let's do it again. It's super fun. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Is That Even Legal? Remember, this isn't legal advice. If you have a legal question for yourself, reach out to an attorney. Remember that we're fun. We're lovable. And we are here to help you. To my listeners in 62 countries across the world, if you have something you want to explore, email us at producer at evenlegal.com. And don't be shy about leaving a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast forum. See you next time.